0: Good morning everybody. How you doing this morning? Hallelujah. You know I I, I know this but it's just one of those things. You, you press the button it doesn't always come on immediately yeah, and you start talking and you're like why can't you Oh, that little green light. You know it works about 99% of the time when that green light's on. The other 1% is when they turn it off up there. <laughs> so well listen we made it through another storm. Hallelujah. Jesus. You know, I, I'm still laughing at the fact that uh they say we've had four named storms hit Louisiana. And I know uh of three of them that we could have evacuated to New Orleans because we ended up getting stuff up here, and I'm like, that does doesn't sound right at all. You know, we should not get category one storms up here and New Orleans get nothing. You know, <laughs> it's just Yeah, it's just one of those things. So, but uh yeah, I heard heard uh, one one truck decided it wanted to become a part of a tree. Uh, at least nobody was hurt in it. So, yeah, I saw pictures of that, and uh, hopefully the insurance will cover all of that. So, a company truck decided that the, the tree wanted the truck more than he did, so he gave it to the tree. That's a smart move, though. I did that to a house once. You know, I told him you can have it. It's you know uh, wanted my bed more than than that. Yeah. <laughs> so hey grab your bulletins this morning we're gonna there's a few things we're gonna go over real quick now if you notice we did do a little bit of coffee out there this morning we're still trying to figure out how to do that in a post-covid world um we were talking about that this morning we're not completely past covid oh i've been post-covid for a long time i've been over covid for but we're still trying to make sure we're doing it safely and and we don't know yet we're trying to figure it out guys uh so give us a little bit more grace hallelujah uh, look, if you look on there for, uh, mark your calendar, uh, October 24th, we're going to do a church work day. We're going to, we're going to buy all the stuff this week. Uh, guys, we just need some help. We're going to be putting a cover out here on the side so we can park the bus under, but we're also going to be taking the cover that's there and raising it up us uh, because we need to make it lean another way and all that. But the people that really know how to do that, know how to do that. And they're going to be here. And all we're going to need is guys that can help hold things and move things and stuff like that. So we'll have the actual people that know out there. Mm. Tootie, Jonathan, Tim, yeah. uh, there's some more of y'all. Uh, but we're gonna do that. The other reason we're, we're raising it up is because we realized with the men's uh, lunch or dinner, whatever it was that time, we had the barbecue pit out there because it was pouring down rain. We're like, you know what? It's it's kind of close to the smokestack. <laughs> so we're gonna raise it up so we can put the barbecue pit out there under the side and then we can barbecue if it's raining. So. We're, you know, we're trying to think ahead, but we really need a place to park the bus, and that's why we're, we're doing that over there. So uh, October the 24th, put that on your calendar because we need some help. So guys, put that on your calendar. There will probably be food involved. You know us. I don't know about y'all. This is a side note, but I am really hoping we have no more hurricanes because all these hurricane snacks are beginning to show. <laughs> Just be honest. Oh, Jesus. My wife's looking at me. I'm going to move on. Uh, October 31st and 1st, we're going to have our revival weekend there uh, instead of the week after like it normally would be. Why? So that we can have a night of worship and preaching on October 31st. That'll be a great thing. Uh, My former pastor, evangelist, uh, Donnie Flippo is going to be here and uh, finally talked him into coming over and visiting and doing some preaching for us. So I can't wait to get him over here. Listen, I I remember I used to... uh, Me and another guy used to travel with him a little bit when he'd preach in the area while he was pastoring us. And I remember a service. He was in there with his—he had a suit jacket on, and he sat down, and he left a stain on there, and it was dripping. Just, just, yeah, man, he was preaching hard, praying for people, and just his suit was dripping, and it wasn't that hot. It was just that anointing, and, man, it was flowing, and, you know, so I can't wait to to see that. Uh, So, That's going to be the 31st and the 1st. Start inviting people now. Uh, You also notice that other thing on there uh, on November 15th. What is that? Thanksgiving dinner? What? How do you have Thanksgiving fellowship on the grounds during COVID? Let me tell you how. We put a lot of thought and prayer into this. We're we're going to do it differently this year. We're going to have a sign-up. We're going to have two sign-up sheets out front. Those that feel comfortable staying and those that want to take it to go. The key is, is you can't say, I need 10 plates and only have one of you here to go. We want them to be here. Now, there's going to be some exception. We may have some sick people or some elderly, you know, but, but yeah, we don't want you to come say, I need 10 plates and bring them home. Um, now, here's the other thing. We're going to do plate lunches this year. We're already talking to Panorama Food about doing a plate lunch for us. They will all be pre-made by the company over there that's taking all the safety precautions, right? We're going to have it in the back. And what we'll do is with the sign-up sheet, we're going to ask you to tell us how many people are in your family that will be attending. And we're going to move tables around. So when we go back there, you're going to go find your table, and you and your family is going to sit at your table. We're putting some thought into this. And if you're not comfortable, you can take the plate and go home. It's no big deal, right? We're, We're trying to to do what we can to get back to a rhythm not back to normal back to a rhythm i think pastor scott holmes said that one day he wants to get back into a rhythm and you know what i like that better than getting back to normal because i am not going through all this stuff to get back to normal jesus i want to be different so getting our rhythm back so thanksgiving is going to be different we're going to have the sign up sheet in november of course um it's going to be two weeks before thanksgiving you see the dates already on there because I know people like to travel the weekend before Thanksgiving and so we're going to have that going on. Whew, there's a lot of stuff. See, we're starting to get back into a rhythm. We're starting to get there. So, listen. I'm glad that you're here today and if you look on the other side, you will also see what we're going to be speaking about. Moving beyond the moment. That's that's what we're going to be talking about today. And don't worry, I'm not going to go into it just yet. So, moving beyond the moment. And, uh, man, it is so good to see all the kids in here, too. Hallelujah. Hey, parents, just a little side note. We're doing children's church today. Y'all can clap now. It'll be okay. Uh, what? Uh, 12 and under. 12 to 4 will be in the children's part. So, yeah, you're still a little bit too small. But I don't think mama or what What do they call you? Gammy. Okay, yeah. Everybody up here has got a different name. I just remember when I was young, it was all Grandma. Why am I going to have, yeah, Gammy's probably not going to let you go anyway, so don't worry about it. But, yeah, so we're going to do worship, and then we'll dismiss the, uh, the kids to do that stuff. But, so, listen, we're going to have a good time this morning, but I want us to focus now on giving. Let's bless the Lord this morning. Amen. Let's do that. Can we do that? I know it's been different not bringing our, our money up here. I know we've got the trays out there. It's, it's a little bit different, but you know what? It's the same heart behind it when we focus on it, you know. And so, so this morning I want to thank you for giving, and, you know, I want to challenge you like I always do. Ask the Lord what you should give. We, we know that we bring our tithes to the Lord, but what else would He have you give? What else would He have you give? Yeah, you know, you bring an offering, you bring whatever whatever the Lord has you to give. You can do that online at newlifeag.church. There's a giving up there, or, you know, we have trays in the back that after service, you can put them in there. We have offering envelopes out there. You can write checks. We still take checks and cash. We like cash. Uh, we like hundreds, though, really. And uh, It's easier to count when they're all hundreds. So... I know, I'm just picking. Y'all needed to laugh a little bit. So, I needed to laugh. It's been a long week. Anybody else feel like it's been a long week? Yeah, it's just like, my God, man. It's just been a long week. So, so listen, we're going to pray, and then we're going to do some worship. Come on, can we do that? All right. So, Lord, we, we thank you that we're able to be in your house today. We thank you for all the protection, Lord, that you've put upon us. I know we, we have a truck that's lost and some houses that are damaged. But, Lord, overall, you really did protect us. It could have been a lot worse, and, and you just we're so gracious for that. Lord, I know there's still so many without power, and I pray that you would just just watch over them as well. Give them a way to cool down. Lord, bring some cool air in for those people down south that are still going through this recovery phase. Lord, today I ask also that you would receive these tithes and these offerings. Receive these gifts, Lord. Lord, smile down upon us. Bless them, multiply them in the, the, the church and also in the life of the giver, and use them around the world, Lord, for your glory, but especially right here in Marksville, Mansura, Louisiana to reach the lost and help to feed those that are hungry in Jesus mighty name. And if you agree with that this morning, say amen with me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm going to go up there and get my ears on and we're going to do a little worship. We're going to start off with an older song. Hmm. Y'all know how to sing older songs? All right. Well, let's stand up and try. Move that mic out of the way. All right, got technical difficulties we're working on real quick.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Yeah, he's working on that real quick.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're seeing you unplug and plug, so. all right huh yeah you checked your volume okay all right just swap over to the other one then we'll be good to go yeah okay all right okay just grab grab the other one got it awesome awesome Okay, not today, devil. Is that what your cert says? Not today. (laughs) Why? While we're doing that, let's go ahead and turn our cell phones on vibrate. Hallelujah. Okay, yeah, just just grab your other guitar, cookie. We've got to move on. It just means we're going to have more rock and roll today. Yeah. It's not always a bad thing. No. I don't know. I think it's be good. All right.
1: To the HMO.
0: Listen, we put this song toward the beginning for a reason today. How many times do we come to worship God and we've got such an agenda? You know, I've already thought a couple of times about where I want to eat today because I didn't eat this morning and I'm hungry. So I've already thought about that before service started, right? So we get into worship. We get into the prayer. Is he ever going to stop? I'm hungry, man. i got to get to Habibi's before the crowd, you know. And, and, but we do that, honestly. Come on. It, it just happens, you know. Like I said, I'm sitting there praying this morning, going through my notes and all this stuff, and I'm like, I'm not, yes, I know I'm hungry, my, my belly's growling, but I can think about that later, you know, so so when we come together and we have an opportunity to worship and love Jesus like this, we need to focus on him. I know there's some kids around and stuff like that, but you know, it doesn't stop us from watching the football games, you know, and so we need to focus on the important things, and that's worshiping and loving on Jesus, and, and yeah, there's a lot of things going on, you know. Cookie's gonna fix this real quick. He's checking on some things, and you know we're we're gonna make it work, and we're gonna worship the Lord. But none of that stops His holiness. None of that stops. I don't know the 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 thing that that we need to bring to Him our worship, our praise, everything. So that's why we put this song up in the front today because it's like you know we need to come and worship even in the midst of everything that's going on, even in the midst of. All the things, power and food and jobs and COVID and politics and, and all of that stuff. We still worship Jesus. Amen. Amen. We still worship him Amen. no matter what. And that's, that's the thing we've got to focus on. And, and you know what? If we need to sing a song like this, you know, before we come to church every week, sing it in your heart. Say, God, I'm coming to worship you. Today. I'm coming to worship you today. I think we found it. Hallelujah. I hear you, Jesus. Come on, Come on y'all. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. I'm going to move that out of the way because I think it's going to fall anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. There you are, bro. We needed that guitar for this song. And I'd already told him I wanted to talk a little bit in between anyway, so it worked perfectly. You see? You see how everything works out when we, you know, when when we don't fret about it? So hallelujah we ready (laughs) maybe so oh hold on hold on no i gotta change this no i gotta change this gotta have the right sound for this song see ya I so- see. jesus all right i gotta put my piano back real fast one crazy thing about this piano is it doesn't save settings so anytime i change i have to reset everything as fancy as it is Anybody got anything to testify about this morning? Has God done anything for you? Anybody done anything for y'all? I don't think they hear me out there at all. I made it through the storm. It no big go. damage. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Come on Didn't now. Didn't take off my roof. Didn't smash up my car. I was able to be here on Sunday morning. Come on. Yes. Man, y'all get too serious out there. That's all right, we'll have fun anyways. Y'all woke up. Hallelujah. Come on. Give him some praise this morning. Listen, it don't matter if LSU wins. It don't matter if LSU wins or loses. I'm going to praise him anyways. I'm going to praise him anyways. Come on. Whew, hallelujah. Yeah, y'all may need to turn this down. It's still set for Tommy. Come on. Give somebody a spiritual high five this morning. Don't go sitting down just yet. Come on. Yeah, it's, it was set for Tommy. So, whew. How many people enjoyed Tommy last week? He's a little long-winded, but that's okay. We needed it anyways. You know, we we stand in line at Walmart for the self-checkout that long. I'm just saying. My son asked me, hey, Cookie, could you throw me a water from out the back when you go? My son asked me, why do you always press one star when you do the self-checkout at Walmart? Because I didn't come here to check myself out, so I had a bad experience. They didn't come here to go to work for Walmart. I did that as a teenager. I don't want to go to work there again. I'm like, Lord. Jesus. Huh? They got people like her with a buggy full in the self-checkout. Beep. I come up behind her one day doing that. It's like, Lord Jesus, help us. Lord Jesus. So listen, we're going to let the kids go. Man, I almost forgot. How the rest of y'all stuck with me. Megan's like, hallelujah, Megan and, and Allison, and they got stuff to praise this morning, hallelujah, look what the Lord has done, children's church has started again, <laughs> y'all going to be praising God when there's no more virtual school too, Send them, oh, thank you sir, when y'all start sending them kids back to class, y'all going to be happy, hallelujah, hey, open your Bibles to Joshua chapter 6, yeah, we've been there for a while, haven't we, I got a few of those words to put on the screen, but I want to talk to us about moving beyond the moment. Put that picture up there for me, please, sir. Moving beyond the moment. You know, it's just something that that I've been thinking about for a while. And then when Tommy came and preached, I was like, you know what? Joshua is a perfect story for that. I've got the scriptures in your uh, bulletin as well. Uh, We're going to start in verse 20, but... It's just something that, that I've been thinking about for a while. You know, as a pastor, you're always, you know, you're you're just thinking about the church and, you know, of course the Bible, but, you know, I think about the church. It's like, why do people get stuck? Why do we get stuck? Now, I'm not talking about complacency stuck. I'm talking about stuck, you know, and, and so, you know, as, as a pastor, you, you teach things and, and you pray with people and it's like, man, they got, they got real tears, right? And, and you, you're praying and you can feel the freedom and all these things. And, and for the first week, they, hallelujah, they there. And then the next week, it's, oh, my soul. And you talk to them, it's like, I just can't get past this. You was freed a week before we put the shredder up here and you shredded it and we, you know, all of those things. Why do we get stuck? And, and that's where the, the title for this came from, Moving Beyond the Moment. And, and because I, I think what happens to us is, is the fact that, that God sets us free and we live in that one victory. And we never learn how to possess the freedom of that land. It, it's kind of like prisoners do when they've become, uh, into, institutionalized. they become institutionalized. They don't know how to function outside of the bondage anymore. I, I met a man... When I, was, when I was young, I only knew him by peanut. He was an African-American gentleman. He could draw the most beautiful pictures with chalk, colored chalk. I actually started painting with colored chalk because of him. Not that I was very good, but I enjoyed it. And he, I, I think we probably still have pictures from him. He was a, a trustee at the police department where my mom and dad was at. And uh, he was an older gentleman, and he had pretty much lived most of his life in jail. And, boy, I learned a lot of things about it. He was always telling me things, you know, about the world and how people do. And, and he was always a really nice guy. And then one day, he steals a police car. I'm like, this makes no sense, man. I'm probably a, barely a teenager by this time, you know. And I'm like, Dad, what in the world? He, he didn't have long before he got out. He said, son, Peanut doesn't know how to live outside no more. He's lived his entire life in jails. So what he did was he filled the police car up, and when nobody was looking, he took off driving, and he went and found him another jail that he had heard of that has a good, clean facility that he could stay in. And that's where he got caught at. And I'm like, so he doesn't know how to live free. No, he don't. But can I tell you, I believe there's Christians that don't know how to live free. We, we get into a bondage, and once we're free from it, we don't know how to operate outside of it, so we stay close to it. And we wonder why it comes back and gets us again. Because we really never want to shut the door. You know, it, it, it was kind of like it was kind of like I know I've mentioned this before. Can can I just flow with some things? I've got a couple notes in here, but I've been writing what the Lord's speaking to me in here. And I just want to kind of share these things with us this morning. But it, it was kind of like, you know, when 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 we were really struggling financially in a young Christian walk. And, and God had me to get out of the Navy and take a job that made so much less. And I was like, I don't want that job. You know, and all those things. I've told you those stories. I want to do that. You know what my prayers were every night? God, I need some money. <laughs> I need some money. I need a job. I need something. I need some money. And you know what happened when, when he finally blessed me financially? I didn't even know what to pray for anymore. I remember sitting there talking to Pastor Flippo one day, and I told him, so, Pastor, I don't know what to pray for anymore. What do you mean? I've been praying for money for so long now that I got it, I don't know what to pray for. I didn't know how to live outside of that. I had to learn how to walk in that victory and move past it. And today, that's the moment I'm talking about. The moment when God sets you free from something, you've got to learn to walk forward and possess it. Now, does that mean there's not spiritual issues still going on? I'm not, no. There's things we have to deal with. But if we never move past it mentally, And spiritually, we're just going to keep going back. So flip over to Joshua chapter 6. I want to read verse 20 to you. We've experienced some of this already. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted with a great shout. What happened? The wall fell down flat. I love that it said flat. It wasn't even bumpy. It's better than some of the Evol's Roads. The end of Bill Belt on that side. There's others, but we're just going to say that one. (laughs) So that people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. They took the city. Now, flip back over to Joshua chapter 1, verse 15. I've got that on the slide for you, and it's also in your bulletin. I put these couple ones in the bulletin for you. This was the command that God gave Joshua and the Israelites. This is what they were supposed to do. Verse 15. Until the Lord has given your brethren rest, and he has given you, and they all have possessed the land which the Lord your God given you. He's talking specifically to a certain tribe that they were supposed to stay over here and help fight, and then they could go home after their brethren and that's why you see, then you shall return into the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on this side toward the sunrising, the Jordan toward the sunrising. He told them to possess the land. Possess the land. I want you to see the fact that, that your life is a land, and you need to possess it. Possess it. You know why? You have been bought with a price. Can I tell you that, that I have a piece of property here in town, and I keep it cut, and I don't like it when people drive through my yard without permission, especially when it's damp and it ruts up my yard. That's my yard. Oh, but it really ain't messing with anything. I don't care if it even leaves a rut. That's my yard. Yeah, but I was, that's my yard. Don't mess with my yard, right? Well, that's kind of crazy. No, no. I worked long and hard to get that piece of property. I have lived in a camper for seven years. And when God told me I can build a house, I was like, hallelujah, there's a God. And when he gave me the ability to get that piece of property, see, I've been living in 450 square feet with four people, two teenage boys for seven years. Don't mess with my property. (laughs) Don't even come close to messing with my house because it's going to be on. That's how we have to be. This body is not mine. He died and paid the price for it, and I gave it to him. I submitted to him. I no longer have the rights to say what I do. I want to go to the movies tonight. No, you need to stay home. But I'm going anyways, like a spoiled teenager. I don't own the rights to this property anymore. He gives me the ability to take care of it. You see, and when he sets me free from something... I don't have the right to go back. You see what I'm saying? We've got to picture this the right way. He told them to possess the land. If you look in your bulletin on the very bottom of that page on the left, it says what? It says it's right here. God does not want you to stop at only one victory. He wants you to possess the land. Everything in your life that is not pleasing to the Father Let's just do the whole gambit. The Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, I don't want to leave anybody out, just in case you were saying it was pleasing to the Father and not the Son, but I'm just, don't want it out there, has to go. It has to go. Why? Because there again, you do not own yourself. He owns you and he wants to possess the land. And he gives you the ability to get free from things. Well, I used to be an alcoholic. Not me, I'm just making a statement. And I keep getting drawn back to it. That's because you haven't turned over the rights to that area yet. Well, I used to look at pictures of people in very little clothes. But I keep getting drawn back to it. God sets me free and I go back. That's because you haven't turned over possession of that land yet to him. You want to know why it says when the enemy comes in like a flood, he'll raise up a standard, he'll raise up a wall against him? Because he's fighting the battles of the land he owns. Why do you struggle in that area? Because he doesn't own it. He doesn't own it. We've got to let him own every bit of it. There are spiritual battles going on that we're trying to fight that you have never been supposed to even fight because he's going to fight them. But the thing is, is when he does set you free... You go back to it. You know what the Bible says about that? Like a dog, it returns to the vomit. Doesn't he just have an interesting way of putting things? We do it. We do it. But here's the thing. We come up here and we get free from things, and we don't put anything in its place, and what happens? The enemy comes back seven times stronger. Seven times stronger. Can I tell you that story with Joshua in chapter 6? If you read all the way through to the end and go up to Joshua chapter 7, you're going to find some interesting things. Number one, they sinned against God. They sinned against God. What happened? He told them to burn everything. All the gold is mine. Silver is mine. See, God had a plan. He was going to have them use that later on for something. But somebody decided that... They wanted to stay in the land a little bit longer, and they took some stuff for themselves. They got stoned. They got killed. They were not allowed to go on anymore. But what happened before that was is they tried to go into a battle, and they lost. You see, we get through one victory, and we back up into it, but we don't close the door, and we keep, we keep that sin in our life, and then we try to go into another battle, and we get our behinds whooped because you ain't possessed the land yet. Let me read something to you. Don't camp out when I'm moving. Use the victory to encourage yourself. Use the victory to propel you into what I have called you to do, which is to possess the land. Use the very encouragement of the victory. You know, I did flip through yesterday, and there was a little bit of a football game on, and it was so interesting that this one football team was terrible, but they were beating up on a better football team. You know what the commentator said? It's because they, they came in here like there's no way you have a chance of winning this at all. And they were staying up with them. You know what happened? They were using that to encourage themselves. See, when we, set, we get free from a bondage or something that, that we have in our life, God sets us free. We use that. Praise God. If I can get free from that, Dave, I can get free from this. So stop whining about that and move forward. We can't stay here like this. I have called you to possess the land till I return. Mm, man, that's interesting. I, we are to present our body a living sacrifice, holy temple. A holy temple, full of sin, full of bondages, but a holy temple. Think about that. Isn't that an interesting oxymoron right there? Do not grow tired while doing my work. Do you think Joshua and the Israelites were encouraged after the walls fell? Think about that. How encouraged do you think they were when they went up to the biggest walled city in the land at the time and they marched around it and blew some horns and the whole thing fell down? They would have probably been dancing and shouting and happy. Think about that. How about when God sets you free? He heals you from something. Right? Man, we're on cloud nine. We're like, man, God healed me of cancer. He healed me of this. He healed me of that. We're on cloud nine. Then why are we back on cloud minus five tomorrow? I know people that God has personally healed. I'm talking cancers disappeared or eyes open, ears, that within two weeks, they don't know if God's even real. (laughs) Why? Why? Because we're trying to stay there and we're not dealing with the other things. Remember that book, Pigs in the Parlor? There's a really old book called Pigs in the Parlor. It deals with spiritual things. And there's things that, that, that they're, they're pigs running around our living room. Let me put it in today's terminology. There's pigs running around in your living room and you just keep cleaning up after them. Instead of kicking the pigs out and pickling their feet so you can eat them, right? You know, we're talking about pigs' feet. I'm, I don't think I have any desire to try that, but y'all go ahead. Instead of making pickled pig's feet out of them, we just let them play around. That's what we do. That's what we do. And we wonder why we struggle with things in our lives because there's pigs in our house. And I'm not talking about your teenage boys. There's pigs in our house. I'm not talking about your husband. You notice I left the wives completely out of this. I'm a man that's learned a few things through the years. Not many, but just a couple. You see, we've got to learn to possess the land. And can I tell you that that i don't even want dogs in my house i had some family that that came up and evacuated for the last storm and i told them they have to keep the dogs in the garage but well, they can't come in the house nope you can put them across in my shed well they can't come nope what about my cat that's this it's an animal nope y'all can come i ain't got a problem with it they're gonna stay outside yeah but they they stay in our house nope I'm trying to, that, you know, trying, yeah, no, non-negotiable. Now, the sad thing was, is during this storm, they didn't even try to come up here because they didn't want to leave their dogs. They left their dogs with somebody else anyways. But it's the whole point. I don't want them running around my house. It took me a lot of years to, to get what I've got. And you know what? If you've got dogs in your house, that's fine. I love you. I don't care. I just don't want them in mine. And you know what? I don't want pigs running around my house. And you know what? When I find out there's sin in my life, I want to deal with it. I want to possess the land because I want to present myself to the Father as a holy vessel. There's a long story. I, I put the scriptures in there earlier and I, I pulled them out. Luke chapter 19. I put them in there earlier, but I'm just going to kind of read it. Well, you can probably go to it. Just click them. It's, uh, it's going to be 12 through 26. I put it in there and I took it out. I need to finish reading this while y'all doing that though. They were encouraged after the walls fell but some were still so focused on themselves That they decided To pick up some gold while they were there They were more focused on themselves Than the victory Think about that for a second We get victory But we're, we're more focused on me Than praising God We're more focused on me Than what God has just done for me And then I go right back in doing something else We've got to learn to be free and possess the land. God has called us to be holy. He is not, listen, he is not coming back for a bride that has spots. Well, I'll get right whenever God comes back. We don't know that. Every day we are to live ourselves like that. If we get so caught up in the moment, we're in danger of losing our focus. You know why we praise God in, in the victory? Because it takes your eyes off of you. Think about that. Why do we praise God in the victory? It's to take our eyes off of me. Because I can't be praising Him and truly praising Him and thinking about the double meat fajitas. Took y'all a second to get that one. I pulled y'all in. I can't truly be sitting there Singing his praises and how much I love him and thinking about lunch. You know what happens if my tummy growls when I'm doing that? I really don't pay attention to it. You see, that's, that's moving in and saying, I'm going to possess this land because it's yours. See, this land that was possessed became his. Remember in Joshua chapter 5, he said, take your shoes off because this area is holy. It was already God's. And all they did was come get rid of the stuff in the land that didn't belong. See, Jesus has purchased you with a price. If you're a believer, he purchased you. He purchased the unbelievers, but they haven't turned over the land yet. But what's happened is, is these areas have got to be cleaned out. And now he has left us here to finish cleaning out these areas so that we can present ourselves blameless and spotless in his eyes. Look at this, Luke chapter 19, verse, verse 12. He's just going to throw them up there for me. You may have to clear all to get rid of that first. Doop, doop, doop. There we go. And he said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. The story. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said to them, occupy till I come. He gave them all money. Keep going. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. So the people didn't like him. They don't like Jesus either. Isn't that interesting? Hmm, maybe that's why Jesus told the story. And it came to pass that when he was returning, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. See, we're not here just to, just to, just to stay. We're here for a purpose. God has left us here on the earth for a purpose, and that's to go out and do what? Multiply. The Great Commission is to what? Go, you, ye, therefore, tell everybody about me, baptizing them, teaching them, all of those things. Look at this. Then he came to the first, saying, Lord, thy pound has gained ten pounds. He doubled the money. Go ahead. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because you have faithful and a very little, has you have authority over ten cities. He gave him twice. Go ahead. And the second came, saying, Lord, the ten pound gained five pounds. So he did something with it, not quite as much as the other ones. And he said, Likewise to him, but thou also over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is my pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared you, because you are astute man. Thou take up that you layest not down, and reaps that you did not sow. Look at this, Verse 22. And he said unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an steward man, making up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Look at this. Go ahead. Wherefore, then gave us not your money into the bank, that at my coming I might require my own. See, this guy right here took and hid what he was given. Now, can I put this in today's... Terminology. God has given all of us new life. He's given us freedom. He's given our spirit, right? When we accepted the blood of Christ, when we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, we're all alive again. He has given you back your life, way more than 10 pounds. And He said, Hey, by the way, I want you to go be, be pure and holy. Oh, and by the way, go out and tell everyone that I love them and teach them to follow my ways. Teach them to follow my word, baptizing them as your great commission. The Bible talks about that one day we will all go and we will throw our crowns at his feet. Will you have any crowns? Or do you get a victory and you win the victory and you go right back to it because it was more comfortable? You know, I've had to to have a conversation with a neighbor one time because they kept driving across my property, and I had a pipe right there. They kept driving across. I keep having a conversation, and it wasn't necessarily the best conversation because they wouldn't listen. Well, it's no big deal. It is when you bust my pipe. Oh, well, I can live like I want because Jesus will forgive you. Forgive me. I'm, I'm trying to bring this back so you can understand. Yeah, but it's not yours to do with that way. Forgiveness is for when we accidentally do something, not purposefully. You see, right. My, my neighbor could have accidentally drove across the property, and when I told him that I had a pipe really no, close to the top, he could have come and asked me, hey, man, do you you think we can go through there? I said, yeah, look, I've got a big, thick piece of plywood we'll throw down and you can drive over. would not have a problem with that, right? You see what I'm saying? But the problem is we live our lives like I can get forgiveness for everything I do knowing that it's already wrong. It's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. But when you already know what's wrong, there is no forgiveness on that. But yet there is. But here's the other side of it. The Bible says that you will give an account of every idle word. So you may not be condemned to a place called hell, but we will give an account of our life. And just like this story, what we did with it. You see, I'm trying to bring all this stuff home to us because as the world gets crazier and crazier, it's going to be easier and easier to fall away and say, oh, well, I can just pray about this. And my, my nightly routine is before I go to bed to, to sleep, I'm just going to pray forgiveness of all the things I did today. That way, if I die in my sleep, I can go to heaven. But that's living in a bondage. God wants us to be free. You can walk your day without sin. Jesus did, and he told us we can do. We can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit, but we've got to begin to possess this land and say, you know what, I'm not going to fall prey to that anymore. Get out of here. I'm evicting you. And then moving past it and saying, God, I want to know how to live like this today. I want to know how to live where I don't have this addiction trying to pull me back all the time. Put me around people that will help encourage me. Again, when I first got saved, guess what I did? I encouraged myself with the victories that I heard from other people. I encouraged myself with the fact that I had heard the stories of other people of what God had done. I had read them in the Word. I had heard the stories, and what did I do? I spoke them over me, and I I just thank you, Lord, that you're no respecter of person, and what you did for him, you'll do for me. You're no respecter of person. What you did for them, you'll do for me. What you did for them, you'll do for me, and I just kept doing that. And you know what happened? I began to grow that area to possess the land more and more, to possess the land more and more. Now, there's still areas the enemy likes to come in. You know why? Because I think I got some holes in the fences. I got to get out there and learn how to tie that fence better. Because that old cow, you know, I learned something. I I didn't grow up with cows, but I've learned some things being here. I, I learned a few things being around here with cows. Cows are a lot smarter than we think they are. Or that I thought they were. I don't, y'all probably already knew that growing up around this, but but I, I know that we had to go try to help chase one or two of these cows one day. And and Jonathan was was trying to teach us because me and Roland went help him because we was out in this big old field. He said just just kind of run them and they know where the hole is. I'm like, it was way back over there. We couldn't even see it. They they we ran them that way and they just come all the way back. They knew exactly where the hole was. Am like Man, they had been roaming this field and everything. They knew exactly where that fence hole was, even though we couldn't see it. He was in the bushes, and they went. And we, he had to fix the fence, because I don't know how to fix no fence. He fixed the fence, and, but he said, you've got to fix it tighter, because they know it's there, and they're going to come push on it again. That's a great spiritual lesson right there. It is. Come on. But here's the thing. I think I got some fences I need to work on because there's times where I get so much freedom and then all of a sudden I feel this area and it's a daily walk. But I've got to learn to possess my land. And you know what? I got to put some better fences up and I got to keep my fences up because I do not want the enemy coming in and I get victory over this thing and then tomorrow I'll wake up and I'm worse than I was the day before. I want to live in victory, I want to live an overcoming life in all areas. Perfect in all areas. When I get there in this lifetime, I'm praying I do. My wife prays I do too. And my son. Y'all laugh, but y'all know it's true. <laughs> Listen, y'all know me. I'm always going to be honest about it. We've got to possess this land and move past the moment. From victory to victory. From glory to glory. Every victory I give him glory. Glory. Every victory, I give him glory. Every victory, I give him glory, and I just keep moving. So I said it this way, from victory to victory, from glory to glory. Every area, we've got to possess the land. Possess the land. Let me see what else he said. Last thing he said, if we get so caught up in the moment, we're in danger of losing our focus because we start focusing on us. Of what God did for me. What God did for me. And not praising him. And then moving past it. Moving past it. You know why you share your testimony? You know why I think personally? When God sets you free. I, I just. Okay. We'll just use this one. Say, say you're an alcoholic. Just throw a, a label out there. And God sets you free from alcohol. You know why you go and tell people. You know what God did for me? He set me free from alcohol. Here's my personal opinion. You tell enough people the next time you, you try to slip up, hey, hey, bro, I thought God set you free from that. <laughs> kind of an accountability, I think, personally. Personally. So you know what? When God sets you free from things, tell somebody about it. Tell five somebodies about it. So it helps us keep that fence tight. And when we lose sight of where the last part is this, when we get so focused on us, we stay in the moment of just the victory, and the whole time he was trying to lead us into a better place. Could you imagine if the, the children of Israel just stayed at Jericho and never went any further? They would have never got rid of all the people in the land God wanted. They would never find Jerusalem, which is where the temple was needed to be built. Think about that for a second. All these areas in their life, they would have never lived in freedom. But guess what? They still didn't live in total freedom because they made some bad decisions along the way. They made some bad decisions along the way. We need to be able to move forward so that we know where he is going, where he is going, him, where he is going. Because you know what? God is always going to lead us to the green pastures because that's what his word says. He's always going to bring us to a place of safety. He's always going to bring us to the next battle we need to fight. Wait a minute, I thought you said safety. Well, sometimes you got to, Get rid of all the inhabitants of the area so you can have safety. Remember what he said? You see, so we've got to learn to possess the land, but move past that moment of victory and walk in the victory and use it as an encouragement to say, you know what? I have overcome this. I will overcome this as well. Through the power of his name and his blood, I can do all things in Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I will possess the land. I will be perfect in Christ Jesus. You see what I'm saying? We've got to learn to truly possess what we've been given so that one day we can present ourselves to him and he can look at us and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Not, well, you got some spots here and there, but that's not what he's going to say, is it? Many will come to me. Didn't I cast out devils in your name? Didn't I heal the sick in your name? Didn't I do many great works in your name? And what's his response? Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, because I never knew you. That's a a sad place to be right there. Listen, if you have told Jesus that you want to follow him and you've committed your life to him and you've asked for forgiveness, ask him to lead and guide you. Ask him to help you destroy all the things in your life that are in his way. Destroy them. Literally destroy them. Just just jackhammer them out. Jackhammer them out. Get rid of them. Why? Because all they're going to do is cause trouble later. And if you look at the children of Israel, there were some people that they left. They were supposed to get rid of, and they caused trouble for a long, long time. And they're still fighting some of those guys today. So, Guys, we've got to learn to move past the moment into the victory and walk in it and possess it. Amen? So listen, I want to pray for you this morning. I told them I wasn't going to be super long-winded. This is the first time they had children back there again, so they don't know how that's going to react. Ain't that right, Megan? Yeah, Megan's like, can you keep them longer? <laughs> that's okay. I want to pray for you that you could have the insight to evict all of the trespassers. All the trespassers. Because if Jesus has truly purchased you, anything that doesn't belong is trespassing. Father, I I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for all of those that have submitted themselves to you, for all of those that have committed themselves to you. But, Lord, I pray today that you would give us the insight, give us the wisdom, Lord, through your spirit, to identify the trespassers in our life. Identify them, and again, through your spirit, through your word, To push them off our land to evict them I pray right now Lord that in the lives of the believers that the trespassers would no longer be able to hide in darkness but they would be exposed in Jesus name they would be exposed for the lying cheats that they are for the trespassers that they are for the the fact that they're there to kill steal and destroy let not them be hidden anymore and let there be no deceit that, that they've, they've turned our minds away from your truth. Expose them, Lord, in our lives so that we may push them out of the land. Push them out of the land in Jesus' name. Listen, I want to ask you here today. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I, don't, I haven't committed myself to Jesus like that. Maybe I'm saved and I've said a prayer, but you know what? I want to publicly stand up today and say, I am committing myself. I want him to possess all of my land. I want him to own it all. I just want you to stand up this morning. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you also. God has given you the ability to overcome everything, but it only happens through Jesus Christ. It only happens through him you stand up with me this morning. I don't even Father, we commit ourselves to you. We commit ourselves to you, O oh Lord.
1: And if I were really honest, mm, Jesus, and the truth were known of me, Jesus, help us. It may sound like
0: thank you for the victory Lord
1: this is what my prayer will be
0: simple as that guys God I don't know what to do right now I'm watching you Father give us clarity of vision Lord as we continue to come against as we continue to come against the forces of the enemy in this area let us see the victories one by one as we come against the trespassers in our own life let us see the victories and let them encourage us Let them propel us forward to saying that if I got that victory, I can get the next one through Christ. I can get the next one. And then we begin to help others have victory just like ourselves. We bring you the glory and honor, Father. And, Lord, I pray for your people today. Watch over us, Father. Father, I pray that you would pour out a spirit of refreshing on us, Lord, as it's been just such a long weekend with with the storm and all the preparations and the cleanups. Lord, we need need a refreshing in our bodies and in our minds. Mm. Refresh us, God. Watch over us. Let your presence be evident in everything that we do. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that today, I want you to say amen. Amen. Listen, we love you. Thank you for coming today. Don't forget Wednesday. We're going to be here. We're going to have church. Hey, listen, if you have a child in the back, please bring them home with you. I love them, but they can't go home with me. You know, I used to be able to get away saying that because I lived in a camper. But, you know, I don't have any car seats, so I can't bring them home. So, listen, make sure you social distance, you wear your mask, you do all that kind of stuff. And uh, be careful. Amen. We love you. We'll see you here Wednesday.